Welcome to Backyard Oasis, a podcast designed by and for older adults living in the beautiful Pioneer Valley of Western Massachusetts and produced in the tech studios at Greenfield Community College in Greenfield, Massachusetts. Backyard Oasis reaches out to older adults who seek knowledge to help them live more thoughtfully, healthily, and happily who hope to inspire others with their ideas and who serve their communities in the interest of the greater good. We hope you join us frequently in our pleasant backyard oasis for wide-ranging conversations with a diversity of people who are growing older and want to talk about it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Backyard Oasis. I'm calling this episode, Keep On Churning, Keep On Keeping On, Enjoying Life, Feeling Satisfied, and Staying Busy If That Makes You Feel Good. I'm Dennis Lee with Dean Judy Raper from Greenfield Community College. Our guest today is Pat Seacart, Volunteer Coordinator for RSVP, the Retired Senior Volunteer Program. Pat is a terrific person to know if you want to stay busy and make your life better. We have Pat here today. I think we should start. Pat, how are you? I'm great, Dennis. How are you? I'm good. Great to see you anytime. I've known Pat for, I think, since the Civil War, but we, we still have maintained a, a friendship. But anyway, let's talk about, um, well, let's talk about what is RSVP. It's kind of self-explanatory, but how would you say it? Well, it it, as you said, stands for Retired and Senior Volunteer Program. We are a federal AmeriCorps seniors program, uh, locally sponsored by Community Action of the Pioneer Valley. That said, um, we our mission is to get to know people 55 and older who want to be engaged in their community. And I ask, I'm a social worker by trade, um, so. I ask a lot of nosy questions and get to know what the person wants to do, um, has done in the past and liked it, has done in the past and never wants to do it again. And we work with 53 nonprofits in Hampshire, Franklin, and Hamden County. And so I look to see what sort of volunteer needs are 53 site partners might have. And then I get to matchmaking. I connect the volunteer with an appropriate volunteer position at a site close to home. And then I follow the match, make sure the person is happy, the site is happy, um, do tweaking and um, whenever needed. And um, I mean, you know, Dennis, I, I, have known you forever and ever and ever and we were trying to figure out today how we, we, to we can't remember we can't remember i i it might have been on my granddaughter's field hockey field when dennis was taking pictures and i walked up and said hey you want to volunteer i don't know anyway that's pretty much what it is we have 400 volunteers doing 300 different volunteer positions and um, my job is to make people happy. And it is um, absolutely rewarding. 
I think uh, I was going to ask you uh, about your magical process because you really, I, I always think you have a magic way of bringing people together. It's uh, certainly because of uh, you're just a nice person to know, so it works. But I was looking at uh, your history, and uh, it's interesting because you started volunteering as a teenager when your mother volunteered for her women's club event. Uh, we'll go forward maybe about how you got to where you are now, but how was that? Did she say you better come along or you wanted to come along? Why are you interested or why was you, why were you interested in, in volunteering? Well, at first I wasn't, um, but my mother was very persuasive. So you say I'm persuasive, I, that's where I come rightfully by it. Um, so she would have events and she would uh, say, I need some help and I need your help. And I would say, okay, because that's what kids did when their parents asked them for help when I was growing up back in the dark ages. And um, I started and I was at 10, 11 years old, pouring tea, um, terrified that I would break the china um, going around in these frilly outfits, selling chances for <laughs> raffles, uh, you name it. Mm -hmm. And I, as I look at uh, what else you did, we go on forever just how you got where you are. I mean, uh, you were an older student at GCC with a couple of kids and a job, a member of the Greenfield Council on Aging. And then uh, you were at Smith College uh, focusing on social work and social psychology with an emphasis on geriatrics. So that leads me to the question, why geriatrics? Because of my Irish grandmother. She was probably the most wonderful person I've ever met. And I only had her for a few years, but she made such an impression on me. Um, she came to live with us when at the end of her life, and I was her companion. I pushed her around in the wheelchair, told her jokes, washed her face, um, did all sorts of things. So I started at a very early age to really feel comfortable with older adults and to understand how much they have gone through in their lives, how much information they have and um, so that's that's really it and I always said I wanted to be a grandma like she was mm -hmm. and I bet you are because I happen to know your granddaughter and she's spoiled beyond belief because she's <laughs> wonderful but anyway Judy yeah I was just thinking you know Pat when you were talking about your relationship with your grandmother um, I too as a child was very comfortable with older people from the get-go and I feel like it really shaped some of the volunteer activities I engaged in throughout my life and now I'm an older adult and so what you know what I think is hard when you're trying to encourage um, older adults and younger folks to hook up um, in relation in relationships that are a result of volunteer opportunities it can be challenging I think for the younger generation to understand the value of that connection can you talk a little bit about when you've seen successful intergenerational um, relationships develop from volunteer opportunities and what that's like? Most definitely. Uh, before I came to RSVP 15 years ago, um, I was the senior center director in Granby, Mass. And our meal site was held at the um, high school 
So you have teenagers and seniors coming every day for meals. One of the most wonderful things, uh, the seniors would teach, the seniors in high school would teach the senior adults um, how to do some of the current dances. Mm -hmm. So you just can imagine a group of teenagers showing seniors how to do the achy breaky line dance and um, you know the hokey pokey and some of these other things but we had a lot of intergenerational programs uh, the seniors taught um, grade school children how to make potholders and we had some who were teaching them how to play chess and how to play cribbage and games that these children probably would never have been exposed to. So, is that enough? Yeah, I, I mean, just, I, I, just, I could go on. Yeah, I just the, think that I think um, as I get older, I am so I, my my appreciation for the um, transformative transformative um, potential for intergenerational relationships just grows. And right now, we have a program called Cyber Seniors on campus, where young people are teaching older adults how to navigate technology. So it's something that you know they're so intuitive about. And I think that I just I feel like that's a really important um, component to volunteering is encouraging those kinds of relationships. Well, one one other thing, if if I can jump in. <clears throat> RSVP um, had a program at um, the Lathrop community in East Hampton and I was privileged to manage that program. Uh, elementary students were bussed in to Lathrop. The Lathrop residents uh, and the children read the same book and they discussed it and they wrote about it and at the end of each time period, uh, they would do a presentation. But the best was uh, one of the volunteers had been a drummer. And the kids were blown away. Uh, another one's father had been a tailor in the garment district in New York. And she brought in a pair of scissors that was about two and a half feet long and said her father used to use those. And so what the children learned was something um, very, very special. And the seniors' lives were validated every time they could pass that information along. Hmm. So, beautiful thing. I'm wondering about uh, maybe a, examples of people that you have uh, matched up. Uh, give us an example of what you remember about them, and then what's the process? You mentioned a few things before. But, but how does it work for you? Somebody calls up and says, well, I'm bored. I think I did that, and I think that's why I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but, that, but that, that's me. But, I mean, go through the process. Maybe give us a couple examples of people that you've worked with and how it's worked out, or maybe give me one where it didn't work out, and then talk about how you get to the good stuff. Well, well remember, there are 400 volunteers right now, so it, every story is different. But if someone calls and says, I'm looking for something to do, then immediately I start talking uh, to them and asking them about their life. 
I can explain RSVP later in our conversation, but I really want to tailor it to the person. So I find out that um, this person uh, was a professor or this person was a cook. or And so then I start asking about you know, social supports and what do you do in your free time and um, did you like what you were doing and is there something you always wanted to do and never had the chance to do it? A lot of people have said um, they always wanted to do something for the environment. And we work with Arcadia um, in East Hampton and also the trustees of reservations. And so I will tell them about some opportunities there. And does that sound interesting? Would you like to try something like that? And just keep talking and listening. Remember, my whole life has been been spent listening to what people say. I'm very good at keeping quiet when I have to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know you don't believe that, mm -hmm. but it's true. Um, so then I will come up with two or three suggestions after talking to the person. Then I tell them about RSVP, who we are, what we do, our process. Uh, but it's so important that whatever a volunteer chooses, that they're smiling when they walk out of their house to go to their volunteer position. And if they're not smiling, then I need to keep finding other um, suggestions for them. Also, when they're coming home, are they smiling? That's exactly. What I would think. After you did it, you know, like I, I've taken pictures for Pat for about five years at her uh, event where she thanks volunteers, and I enjoy it. Nice people. And I get some free food. So, you know, it's a good deal. But it's just like Judy. Judy is uh, the dean, but we've had some meetings about podcasts. People like Judy. Now, I'm not sure if it's because they like Judy or, well, she brings pizza. So, you know, that's like a thing where people, we like Judy, but we like the pizza. But it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. You're with nice people. You feel comfortable, and you can do your, your best work. Have you had people say, well, Pat, you're, you're, you, how could you do this? I, I don't want to do this. What's your oh, sure. excess? Not a number, but is it a highly successful thing that most people call you? You are able to hook up and, and bring people together? I would say it's a fairly small percentage of people who are not happy with their first choice. But we don't give up. We don't leave <laughs> people and say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Um, try some other place. We keep trying. And so um, I have had people who said... This really isn't for me. Um, I don't feel comfortable. Um, it's too much walking. Um, I have to use the phone, and I'm not good on the phone, whatever it is. And so that's fine. We just keep on going. Mm -hmm. What have you learned about the needs of seniors? Now, you mentioned at Smith you were involved in geriatrics, but what, over the years, if, if somebody hasn't really thought about it, what do seniors need that you're able to give them in the way you communicate or what you have them do? Let's see, communication, um, I always listen. I think that's the most important thing and validate what the person is feeling. Um, 
I guess that's that is the most important thing in all of what I have done, all of the work that I have done with seniors. It's um, talking to people and listening for those those uh, tells. If someone says, "I lost my spouse two years ago and I'm bored," that person is lonely. They may be bored, but they also are grieving and. Um, if a person um, says, I just moved to the community, they're looking for friends. Sometimes people say to me, oh, I you know, used to work and I really enjoyed working and I miss it. We actually have found jobs for people who called us to volunteer because that's what they wanted. Mm -hmm. But I always say to people when I have matched them with an organization and the organization hires them. Uh, remember, when you retire again, you're mine. <laughs> That's, that goes without saying. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's uh, great that you're able to bring people together. And I can say from uh, working around Patch, when you talk to her, she always has something she remembers. She always says something nice or she remembers something about your relative. So when you get off the phone with her, she gets to volunteer for a particular event, but you feel good. And that's, that's a good thing. If you, you know, if you, if, um, years ago, when I was on the radio, I used to say that um, I would tell a lot of corny jokes over the years, and I would say things like, I don't tell intellectual jokes, but uh, if I get somebody to smile and you go, oh, that's corny, and I would say to somebody, well, uh, okay, but were you smiling before? And they'd say, no. I said, are you smiling now? Yep. I said, thanks. Thank you. I won. And it's the same thing with, with, with you. You get out the phone with you. You have a conversation. You say something nice. And with her, I can honestly say it doesn't feel like it's a public relations smile. I've worked around people. They give you this, oh, you're so nice. With her, you feel good. You know she feels that way. And you come away with the good feelings from being an RSVP volunteer. Judy, how did you end up talking to Pat originally? <laughs> I don't, you know, it's hard to remember the origin story exactly. But, um, you know, we do have – so I guess it was about four or five years ago um, – Oh, well, oh, you know what? I, the, you're, you, Pat just reminded me of how we actually Community Opportunity. Yes. yes. We used to work together on a festival called the Community Opportunities Festival. And so it was basically, it was the beginning of the school year. We would have a resource fair where um, community organizations that had resources that our students might benefit from had tables as well as internal. But where that morphed into, which is more relevant to this conversation, is... Um, I changed jobs here at the college about four or five years ago. I used to be in student affairs, and I'm now the associate dean for community engagement. And one of the things that the president at that time said to me is, the demographics in Franklin County are really shifting. By 2031, and three people are going to be over the age of 65, we need to create some new ways to connect older adults to the college. And so that's when we developed this volunteer program. And I already had an existing relationship with Pat, um, so we partnered around trying to get my volunteer program going and I recall thinking to myself you know I'm gonna sort of put the word out there maybe I'll get 20 or 30 volunteers we had 120 within like the first three weeks of that program starting and this is one of the questions I was going to ask Pat actually that I'm now going to ask her since I just gave that intro so one of my challenges managing volunteers at the college has been having enough opportunities for the people who are interested in volunteering 
And so I'm curious what your experience has been around opportunities versus people who are interested. And are most people able to connect to something or do some people have to wait a while? It's really a little of, of each of those. Um, sometimes there is a perfect match that is so glaring, it's meant to be. Um, in other instances, it's not as obvious. It may take a little time. I always believe in honesty. And I will say to people, what you want to do is something that is a little more obscure <laughs> and it's going to take some time for me to find mm -hmm. that for mm -hmm. you. Um, I'm not saying I can't, but <clears throat> it won't happen overnight. And in those cases, we've actually gone to organizations and said, I have someone who plays the flute beautifully, would love to play with a group, mm -hmm. um, entertain. What, what do you have? And I will keep on going until I find someone who says, oh, you're kidding. We have a group that meets once a week, and we'd love to have them come and play at our congregate meal mm -hmm. site. So eventually, most of the time, something connects. Uh, but sometimes it's a long process. But I'm always honest with people mm -hmm. and let them know. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I check back with them. I will let them know who I've spoken to, and it didn't come together, but right. I'm... Hanging there. Hanging, <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. yes. So this is obviously for you, it sounds like you're satisfied. I mean, you seem to enjoy what you do. This seems like I know it's a job, but I think you enjoy this this uh, venture and trying to get people to come together. I love what I do. It's, um, it's a m melting of um, the whole social work, finding, I mean, I do a lot of referrals for food insecurity, for housing, for uh, when I'm working with a volunteer. Um, and Years ago, in my checkered past, I ran a job training program for the Dukakis administration. So a lot of what I do is skills I learned while doing that. It's understanding what people want, what their skills and needs might be, and finding something uh, that satisfies them emotionally, um, as well as um, success-wise. Mm -hmm. so. Do you go and uh, do people know of all the, would you say, 53 organizations? Is that what Yep. So do you tell everybody that we're here? Do, do you reach out to them and say, this is what we do? Do you know this? Uh, and so people are, are thinking of you when they need something? We actually have an agreement with the organizations, and funny you should ask, before I came here to be with you today, um, we had a site partners meeting at our office space and gathered our site partner representatives together to give information. Um, I visit every site partner, um, we have two I'm the volunteer manager. We have a volunteer coordinator, Ginger Elliott, and she and I um, share 
the 53 sites. Uh, and we visit at least once or twice a year, go to the site, uh, talk to the volunteers, be with the staff, answer any questions that we can. So we have a really close relationship with um, our 400 volunteers and our 53 sites and, and the staff at them. It's amazing because when you have your volunteer thank you luncheon, or this year I think it was a, a breakfast, just to tell you how much I happen to like this lady, she wanted me to get up for an 8.30 meeting. <laughs> and I used to work early mornings, and I don't get up before 11 o'clock every day unless yeah, I have to. <laughs> but she got me up to drag my camera to look park to take pictures. There's few people I would do that for. She's one of them. So that tells you she's okay. But what uh, is there anything we should have asked you? You know, I was thinking in the car, I'm thinking, well, I got a few ideas. But is there something you we didn't get across about what's so important about what you do or, or, or you want people to know something we left out? I, th I think you, you touched on it a, a couple of times, but the message, um, if we serve people who are 55 and older, and so anyone who has moved to the community is feeling like they have skills and would like to share them, uh, people who have retired and they really miss working uh, and would like something challenging as a volunteer, uh, all of those needs can be met by giving two or three hours a week to an organization uh, to help people with food insecurity, to help seniors pay their bills. We've had people, I was a caseworker at um, what's now called Life Path, but was Franklin County Home Care. And I had seniors who could not pay their own bills. They had vision problems. They had arthritis, couldn't hold a pen. They were confused, cognitive issues. And, you know, they threw out the light bill and they kept the Walmart flyer. And we have volunteers who go once a month and help to keep people current uh, so they don't get their lights shut off or their fuel um, not delivered. So the, the volunteers have such important roles, whether they are in the emergency room of a hospital and they are the go-between between the patient and their family members sitting, waiting for news, um, or helping people who no longer can drive, but they have doctor's appointments. Um, and I say to people, what would you do if you could no longer drive and your doctor wanted to see you in two weeks? How would you get there? Especially if you live in the hill towns where there's no transportation. Mm -hmm. And it's our volunteers mm -hmm. who do that. So if somebody wants to get involved with RSVP, uh, they're listening and they're going, wait a minute, I think I'd like to have a conversation. What's the first step? To call. And what's your number? Well, <laughs> awful inquisitive, aren't you, <laughs> Yes, I am. It's 413-387-1286. All right. And then... 
you'll hear a prompt and it'll say volunteer services and this lovely lady will join you and I bet your life will be better and probably richer because of it. Can I mention our website? You sure can. It's www.rsvphf.org and the HF stands for Hampshire Franklin. We thank you. I think this has thank been wonderful. You. I've enjoyed it, as I always do every time I talk to Pat. And Judy, even though she didn't bring pizzas today, I still like her. Thank yeah, you. Why didn't you bring pizzas? Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, today was professional development day at the college, so I've been in meetings all day and did you, not have time to get the pizza. You have, okay. you have the excuse. Okay. That's, yes. We'll all accept right. that excuse this time. Thank you. Thank you. On behalf of everybody from Backyard Oasis, thank you for being with us. We hope you learned something. Hope you enjoyed. We'll talk to you soon.